Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey. Yeah. Check your iPhone, better say it's our time. I don't even need a watch, I don't even see a clock. Soon as I walk in, it feels Welcome, everybody, to the NXT Rundown. As you can tell, I am slightly less pigmented than are the normal host. Ginger's still out? I think you're more oh, pigmented than him. I, I meant hair-wise, but yeah, I'm sure skin tone-wise, um, compared to him, I'm like... Fucking no! I'm just gonna record out of that joke. Uh, so, <laughs> so we are back again. It is me, Troy, here with the NXT man himself, Jason. How are you doing this to, this day? I'm doing okay. How are you? I am hanging in there. Um, I don't. I don't know that we got to discuss it really on the show yesterday. Um, we wound up upgrading to a bigger TV. Nice. Um, so we went from a 32 inch to a 55. Sweet. I am uh, I am very happy, and it's a smart TV too, which is nice. Um, and uh, I I intend on on pulling a Marty Gennetti and uh, making sure that I, I I have a little little sex with myself tomorrow in front of that big screen TV with just dirty filthy porn on it because. There's just uh, there's just something about watching porn on big screen that you just you just can't beat. I mean, you can you can beat it while you're watching it, but you know. I don't know. Then you get that weird <laughs> angle where it's just like the dude's asshole pounding in, and you know, then it's very close up for that. And I don't know. I mean, or you just watch lesbian porn. Well, that works too. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, we got uh, we got a pedal boat, um, so we were we were taking that around on the lake the uh, on uh, Sunday and Monday, which is a lot of fun. Uh, it is a workout. Yeah, uh, I bet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was it was. I guess uh, the kids uh, don't exactly pull their weight in that thing. No, <laughs> no, they they have they have seats in the back that uh, that don't have any pedals. Uh, okay. uh, so it is it is strictly me and my wife doing it. But uh, even if they did have pedals, they'd probably. Can cause more problems than than you know solve. So yeah, it's a it was fun. It was a, it was a little stressful the first time because you're like, God, I hope this floats. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, um, but the, we took it out for like 20 minutes the first uh, on Sunday, and we we're like, 
that was a success. So we feel like we could do we could go again. So Monday we were out there for about a half hour, and uh, the only reason we came in was because both me and my wife were just like, uh, "Yeah, we're tired. It's time to go home." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, we have man. This is uh, this is the end of an era. Yes. Of NXT. Um, I don't think people really understand, you know, everyone's talking about this like big rebrand and stuff like that, you know, and, and how like they're changing the colors and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I, I get that it's the end of the black and gold color scheme, but it's not, it's not like this is how everything looked when this show started, you know? I mean, I've, uh, you and I both have lived through a lot of different raw logos Mm-hmm. SmackDown logos and video packages and graphics displays and yeah. like I don't know I just, I'm not super worked up about this until I see something fundamentally has changed I'm really just not going to worry about it until I see it. Well, and we'll talk about when we get into the episode, but we we booked the card for next week, and it didn't seem that different from any normal week. <laughs> so it was like, uh, is. Is is that like supposed to be the sign of the big like no this this just feels like they're trying to freshen the show up you know they're like let's let's get a new logo let's get some new colors in it you know um, do a, do kind of a, a new refresh and sometimes that works right works wonders you know yeah but no, exactly it's, it's, it's still going to be the same people as we've as we've seen so it sounds like the bigger change is just going to be to the arena and sort of the lighting and the way it, the the way it looks visually more than. Mm-hmm. The approach, but we'll see. Who knows? I mean, yeah, we saw some new talents that maybe fit into that new ideal, and we'll talk about how we felt about them. But um, yeah, you know. and and to me, like this this whole kind of push of like we're gonna get, you know, these more of like the athletes that we're gonna turn into wrestlers, and they have a great, they have a pretty good track record of it. I know everyone wants to bring up like, oh, look at all the people they signed that didn't work. I was like, yeah, well, look at all the draft picks in the last draft that are never that never see the light of day on a, on a football team. You know, it happens. That's why you cast a wide net. You know, right, exactly. But when they've hit on people, they've hit on them very well. And I do sort of feel like the the way that we've been seeing a lot of these independent wrestlers that came into WWE who have then turned around and and left for greener pastures. You kind of feel like, well, maybe they're like, well, okay, we're just going to keep having that issue. So why don't we get people that have never been wrestlers before, and then they'll be more loyal to us, you know? I, I kind of feel like there might be a little bit of that in, in, in the thinking as well, of like, well, you know, we The Rock never thought about leaving because he... I mean, he, until he left for Hollywood. That's, a little, that's different, though, you know? that To me, that's different, but... You know that you kind of look at it like Braun Strowman would still be there today if they hadn't have cut him. You know, right? Yeah. Like that. So uh, maybe it's just a little bit of a thing. But again, like I said, when we just saw the most recent signees, and it's like it's the exact same like percentage of people that they normally get. Right. A couple of indie guys, a couple of guys that have never wrestled before. So right, no, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm not. Both of us, I think, have have been like, yeah, we're not too worried about. It. I mean, this is. I mean, we've lived through so many drafts and shakeups and things like that too, where it's like it's just the same things, right. you know. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, let's, yeah. let's give it a chance to see what it is before we decide, you know. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Like, um, 
before. I'm not somebody that puts a lot of stock into into like uh, reviews and things like that, or or people's speculation on things. I mean, right now, everyone is is running speculation wild on uh, the new Spider-Man movie, you know. And it's like there are people that are getting themselves so worked up on like and and going into it and being like, these are my expectations now, and they're never it's never going to live up to it because they put so much onto it, you know. Like, you know, I saw a couple of reviews for Candyman that weren't good. And I was like, okay, that, that's a bummer that those people didn't like it, but I'm still going to watch it. I watched it. I loved it. And it's like, that's that's my point. It's like, I didn't go into it going like, this has got to be better than this. And this definitely has to happen. Like, no, like, just just go in with a clear mind and you'll you'll find it's much more enjoyable than it could have been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so... That's yeah. So we'll see. We'll see next week for sure. Um, and honestly, the kinds of changes that people think are coming are not something that's going to happen overnight or, or one week to one week. So we're, we're going to get the fresh cone of paint of everything. But to really see how things change is you have to look at it six months from now and go, OK, how much has it changed from that last episode when it was a black and gold brand? And and then you can kind of make a make a, a better decision on is have they fundamentally changed the show or is it just a normal WWE kind of like rebranding gimmick? Right. So yeah, we'll see. So what do we got going on in the news? Well, the uh, the top story of the day, which I think took a lot of us by surprise. Um, we hadn't seen a whole lot of Triple H since the events in Vegas. Um, so a release came out from WWE today, uh, which said, and I'm going to read directly from their statement, uh, Paul Levesque, AKA Triple H underwent a successful procedure last week at Yale New Haven hospital following a cardiac event. The episode was caused by a genetic heart issue and Paul is expected to make a full recovery. Um, I, I read that and I was like, whoa, (laughs) um, you know, of course, the stands on Twitter decided to have a lot of fun with it. But um, of course. very, very happy to hear that uh, he's doing well and hopefully on the path to recovery. And they caught it and, you know, were able to deal with it before it became a huge issue. Um, but, yeah, just <sighs> sobering how quickly things happen, you know. You know, and, and you think about the the sheer number of wrestlers that we've lost due to, you know, heart failure or, or heart attacks. And you look at somebody like Triple H and go, it's another guy with a known history of steroid use. Yeah. And that typically comes along with it. Now, they said it was a genetic heart thing. So um, if he if he wasn't aware of it, he well, definitely... Because nobody, nobody uses steroids in the WWE, Troy, so it <laughs> yeah. had to have been generic. generic. That's true. That that that's true. I I I didn't want to want to outright call them liars and say that it wasn't caused by anything. But um, a guy like that in in the shape he is, uh, I'm sure that you know he is much more in tune with his body than most people. Right. So it, I feel like because of that is probably a good reason why we're still talking about uh, what's coming next for him and not you know what's going to happen now that he's gone. So. Um, but as as somebody that you know has has lost family members to you know heart attacks, uh, it is it is a scary scary situation, and it 
can blindside you. Right. And it, it is obviously um, really tasteless, in, in my opinion, to be sitting there and making negative comments about his situation. Now, I'm 100% okay with the people making jokes about this guy wasn't going to job to the genetic freak. You think he's going to job to a genetic heart problem? Uh-uh. <laughs> like, those are the jokes that I can get behind because they're positive and funny. But no, the, the like, blaming it on, like, AEW stress and stuff like that. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. Get get outside. Get a hobby. Like, get a hobby outside of wrestling because, yeah, you if, if you're delighting in somebody potentially like fucking dying when they have a wife and kids and so many loved ones around them. Right. Just, just go fuck yourself, dude. Pretty much. Yeah. It's about the size of it. Yeah. So, um, it'll be interesting to see now that now you said in, in the thing there that, that they that he is going to make a full recovery, which is great to hear. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, obviously it's something that he's going to have to mitigate in the future. He's going to have to keep, keep an eye on it in the future because you know that sometimes that's that'll open the floodgates on you uh, we just had the same kind of situation with bob odenkirk the actor right. who also had kind of a minor heart problem now he is expect he is already back filming better call Saul again right um so it, but obviously you know that does kind of wake you up sometimes you know yeah um now their in their situations were um not nearly as as bad as like a kevin smith who you know had a fucking widowmaker heart attack yeah and and obviously he changed things for the better on him but right. those two, those two guys are in really good shape yeah. so but again it's like you know it, your heart your you, body between the, the schedule that they were running at the time when triple h was wrestling and yeah the, the bumps and add to that you know the amount of heavy weight you're lifting and the stress and strain mm-hmm. you're putting on your body it's it that that shit comes calling eventually you know it's you're you're just yeah. you're, you're you know giving your body an iou and at some point it's going to come collect yeah i mean there's you you don't tend to see uh guys wrestlers in their 60s that are able to uh move around quite freely so it's just kind of part of the game you know and and it's unfortunate but it's it's why it's why a guy like the miz will be a star well into his late years mm-hmm. you know and people because he's not. On him <laughs> safe safe style but you know what he's gonna be able to walk you know it's not just a safe style too it's it's his physique yeah. you know he's not a jacked dude right. so it's like but he's got amazing cardio yeah. you know like the way that he Which was prepares Rick flair. yeah rick flair yeah. was never super jacked no that's that's why rick flair was able to wrestle into his fucking 60s because yeah was in great shape he was never super jacked he was bret hart mm-hmm. i mean you yeah know, you look at those guys and they're all still going i mean, obviously have a, they've had different health issues that were unrelated to that kind of stuff but then you look at guys like luger and Triple H and like all the stuff that those guys go through, and it's like Jesus Christ, you know. I mean, uh, you know, I I call back to Eddie. You know, that was somebody who you look at his physique and you're like, it it makes total sense that he died of a heart attack. Eddie was one of those ones like you could literally look at him and tell whether he was on a cycle or not. It was very dramatic depending on which one he was. Yeah. It's a it, it it sort of kind of begs a question again on like well how how much longer do you have Brock for right. you know 
Because yeah. he's somebody as well that it's like, you know, he now he is not doing what he used to do with his body, but he is still in phenomenal shape, yeah. you know? But, uh, yeah, Plus I mean, he's bad and stable. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we think. <laughs> Either that or he's got her head wrapped up in a fucking freezer. That's yeah, possible, too. I, we haven't seen her in quite a while. You don't really while. need a freezer in Saskatchewan. You just leave the shit on the porch, you know? It's true. It's true. Yeah, he just he just uh, opens a window in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we got anything else going on? or? Uh, we have one more small story. Uh, hold on one second here. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago that we had uh, NXT promoting a match between Kushida and Roderick Strong. <laughs> And uh, that match never came to fruition. Uh, that prompted a lot of people to ask why. Uh, they were very tight-lipped about it. They never really said anything about it. Uh, but it came out today that uh, Kushida, in fact, did contract COVID-19. Uh, he is now, as of today, I believe, medically cleared and ready to go. Um, so the whole family tested positive. Uh, they were fully vaccinated, but it was a breakout breakthrough case. Um, they were very light symptoms, um, low energy, uh, lost his sense of smell and taste and, but they're all recovering, uh, and he encourages everybody to stay safe and they'll be back in the ring soon. Um, so there is the mystery solved. It is in fact confirmed. Kushida did in fact have COVID. But uh, is is okay, and we'll be back shortly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, kudos to WWE for um, not forcing their talent to come out and say whether they had COVID or not, and um, you know, for for trying to respect their privacy. Everything has forced their their talent to come out and say if they had COVID. Uh, well, nobody really, right? Yeah. Well, you're, you're giving him credit, like somebody like I was just confused if I missed something because the way you said that is like there were four other companies forcing everybody <laughs> to do it. No, no, it was it was it's more along the front line of the the fans out there demand to know. And, I mean, and AEW so it's, has, so it's, has gimmicked it all along too. I mean, mm-hmm. you have you'd have AEW talent go on Twitter and say, "Yes, I have COVID," and then they're like, "Oh, they're in close yeah. contact. That's why they're not here tonight." Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I mean, it's it's a case of, hey, you know, like it's it's good that none of these talents are are having people blast out their fucking personal business. You know, there's plenty of speculation, obviously, with everything. But uh, at at the very least, like, you know, the precautions are being taken and those people are taken off TV and, and, you know, when once they're better than they're back, they're back. So glad glad that Kushida will be back. we are we're still waiting on on that match with him and, and Strong. So, uh, which I sort of feel like Strong's winning that belt. So it feels that way, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. <sighs> all right, that, that's all I got for news. So good, you know. Some we, we don't have to get get too deep into things. Sometimes, sometimes we can just go right into the show. Uh, which... I have a very boring life this week. It's till Friday we kick off our first baseball game of the fall. So after that, I'll see you in December. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, right? it's going to be a while. But uh, but no, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, our first game right out of the gate is a town I do not like. It's a town that... Uh, I need to that needs to be sent a message. Uh, 
because of the way they treated our kids during All Star season. And uh, what's that? Bishop Sycamore. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but but it will be handled, and that's the thing about sports in general and baseball particularly. Like those things mm. handle themselves. You don't. Know, you take. It just it shouldn't be so, so fucking hard for a lot of these adults to just not be an asshole to a bunch of kids. It's right. weird. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, all right. So before we get into it, just again um, to every single person listening to us, um, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Uh, I don't. I don't think we say it enough um, how much you guys mean to us. So uh, yeah, thank you again. It's funny, and um, we. I think we do these shows so often, and it's like. At times it feels like, oh crap, I gotta go record. It's like, fuck, four of the things I need to get done. It's like, mm-hmm. and I don't think when we sit here and we record these shows, we really understand that there there are actually people that that listen and that you know mm-hmm. plan their time around listening to us and and who yeah. are impacted by you know our shows, whether we make them laugh, whether we make them think, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just a really fucking cool feeling. Um, yeah. and, and it's sort of a, a thing I think we sometimes lose sight of that we should probably be more cognizant of going forward. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, today, the fact that it took me five hours to watch a two hour program because I do it during work and kept getting interrupted with work. Uh, it's a, it can sometimes get a little, <laughs> a, a little annoying to have to do like the legwork behind the scenes, but it's worth it, and and I'm very happy for it. So, wouldn't wouldn't give it away for anything. So, but let's get into it. Rest in peace, the black and gold brand, because it's time to say goodbye to pretty much just the theme song and color scheme and ring setup. <laughs> it's and, NXT. And lighting. <laughs> oh yes, and lighting. Uh, it's NXT from September 7, 2021. We start the show off with Amber's Law, which is arrive, show amusing cleavage, then be forgotten shortly after leaving. Wade calls out how much Ember has fallen since she lost the NXT title, and she is taking on dubstep darling Kaylee Ray. I can't tell if I think Kaylee Ray is hot or not. She has a. I go she back has and a, forth. I think. I think she she suffers from everyone else around her being smoke shows. Could be. <laughs> I think if you if you saw her on the street, you'd be like, "Damn, baby." Yeah, maybe. But but when you're like looking at her next well, to Mandy I would Rose, destroy because like, I am happily married. That's true. That's true. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, um, she you know she does have a, a rather unique shape to her face too yeah which i i think can kind of throw things up but yeah like, I, I feel I think like her face is. looks older than she actually is i don't know if that's just road life catching up to her or what yeah, yeah that, i think it's part of the face face shape as well but yeah could be. you know could be. yeah but but i would say that uh there's really not any um other than nyla rose there's really not any, any female wrestler that i would say is not attractive i mean so, nyla rose is facially attractive she's just a bigger girl yeah there's not. Well, I, I didn't have a problem with the, with her being bigger. I, I'm not a huge fan of the face. Uh, but that's, yeah. I mean, she used to be a model, so. Yeah. But teach their own. Yeah. Ember goes right after Kaylee right off the bell, and Ray gets her in a lake scissors, but Ember gets out and locks in a headlock. I had a lot of issues because her name is Kaylee Ray. I have a lot of issues of, like, do I call her Kay? 
do I call her Kaylee? Like KLR. <laughs> I don't, yeah, but that I, I so I I was in a lot of like creative writing classes in school and stuff like that. So I was always told like don't use the same like don't don't call someone by the same name a couple sentences in a row or you know find different ways to refer to them you know yeah. so that that's always in the back of my mind so it's like i can't use klr all the time so it's just yeah and because we are in the cwc dueling fucking chance ember blocks the hip toss and chucks k then single leg kicks her for one dick calls ember the most decorated woman in nxt if you don't pay attention to yoshirai of course Oh, uh, has never had any success on the main roster. Neither has Ember. I mean, she she went she had a championship <laughs> match at a SummerSlam. That's a pretty good spot. But that's not that's not not a, a, a decorated champion. You know, he he specifically calls out their championships. Like, well, Io's yeah. done the same things Ember has and had had longer reigns on both of them. Okay. It just was. I, I get he's trying to put her over, but it's like. Maybe maybe you could give it a one of the most decorated women, because then you're not, you know. But right, but look, man, I'm going to take any opportunity I can to rip into Dick. Fair enough. <laughs> K arm drags Ember, but she falls face first onto the mat instead of doing a front roll, and we get a face. Per- you saw that, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a weird sell of that. It's like, did you did you trip? Uh. And, of course, because Kaylee Ray is British, a little joint manipulation. British people Kay, hate fingers, don't they? You know, they, they, they're very good at manipulating joints, I gotta say. Not as good as Riddle, but... You know. <laughs> Kay works on the arm more and gets an arm breaker in, but Ember rolls her up. Ember runs Kay and drops her with a few clotheslines. Ember then botches a diving code breaker for two. Ember Rana sounds like a great concert series. <laughs> Are you saying that it would be mm, lit? It might be. It may very well be. It might be. A, it, it might be a banger. Ember gets a crossface on, and Lee has to work. See, I called her Lee. Kay Lee has to work to get out of the out of it. She grabs a foot and turns it into a pin. I did like the fact that these two kept trading like submissions and then rolling them into into pins. Yeah, uh, a lot of good psychology on on the line in here. Yeah, the technical back and forth stuff was actually really good here. Um, uh, we'll give general thoughts at the end of the match. But yeah. yeah, no, I see your point for sure. Ember tries for a triangle choke. Kaylee. Might like that, but she gets away from this. Kay rolls her into the turnbuckle as we go to break. So I'm not going to mention that the first commercial uh, in the picture-in-picture picture featuring a African-American woman is a Popeye's chicken commercial. Kay gets a sunset flip for a two-count and then curb stomps Ember on the bottom rope. Kay then gets a protect-your-neck, essentially, on Ember and puts her in an arm bar. This all happens in box because, spoiler alert, the USA app still hates me. And will not play anything on my phone. So I had to totally legally watch this uh, on a stream instead of... Look, I tried. I tried. I tried to watch it on the USA app. I sat there for three minutes of it just buffering and buffering and buffering and never in playing. So I gave up because I had work to do. <laughs> and then you went to totallylegal.com. Yes, I went to totallylegalwatchingofwrestlingstreams.com. 
uh, and watches and uh, those, they cut out the commercials, but they don't cut out the picture in picture. So I finally got box. There you go. Which I, know, which I normally don't get. Mm-hmm. So many jokes. I'm not going to make <laughs> Yeah. I'm leaning into it. Amber rolls her up for two, MK clotheslines her out of her panties. Because this isn't AEW, the match doesn't end in picture-in-picture, but instead we return to see Kaylee still in control. She DDTs Ember for two. Ember's law is in effect, and Kaylee vetoes it with a superkick. Ember puts Kay in a tree of woe and starts kicking her in the spine. That was, there was one of those shots to the head that looked stiff as shit. Hmm. Ember, Ember can shoot fight with the best of them. I gotta say, that's this is that that was not the that's not the only time that I've thought mm, that might be a little stiffsky. She's making me a little stiffsky too. Uh, Ember then punts her in the face. Uh, Kay gets a suplex reversed, and Ember chucks her outside the ring. That's such a best of luck spot. The like fucking pickup suplex, and then just yum. Yeah, <laughs> Ember, of course, hits a tope and goes up top for the eclipse, but Kay twists Ember's hair and yanks her off the top rope. A uh, little timing issue on that because, yeah, they, 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 they tried, but Ember jumped a little soon. So, like, Kay kind of pulled her hair back instead of pulling it forward to pull her off. But, you know, it's hard to do those kind of things. Ray goes up top and she hits a senton for two. Poon and Ray trade blows and Ember catches Kaylee's foot. Then turns and grabs her by the head and hit what hits what Dick calls the up and down, but was essentially a Michinoka driver with the foot on the shoulder. Uh, it was essentially a one-legged <sighs> angel. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, from a standing nice position up. instead of up on his shoulders. Yep. Yeah, it looked nice. Though. Yeah, it did. But this only gets a two count, and we get a this is awesome chance. Kaylee can visibly be say, be seen saying she's okay, uh, which was good, but also I was like, she clearly just nodded her head, yes, I'm okay. <laughs> well, the ref, uh, the ref, the, that's the story of the match. The ref checks on them, make sure they can continue, so that was fine. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Yeah. It, uh, normally it's not as blatant as that. Yeah. Uh, so you you know you know normally it's the Iggy and stuff like that, but it was you know it just I, well it's the I Iggy just, for a shoot, but for for the mm, referee yeah. for a performer they'll say. Are you okay? Can you continue? Blah, blah, blah. So. Gotcha. Didn't bother okay. me. Didn't bother me. Ember drops her poon on Ray's face and they turn and they run around for a bit before Ray hits the Widow's Peak or, as she calls it, the KLR, KLR bomb for the win. It's just a gory bomb. And, it's not really even the and, Widow's Peak. She doesn't drop down with it. She uses it to send him backwards. It's a, it's a, it's a gory fair. bomb. Okay, gory bomb. All right. Or the KLR bomb. Uh, and Ember pouts in the ring. You just stop saying Ray because I'm having serious Star Wars flashbacks at the moment. <laughs> I told you, man, it's hard. Like, I I normally will bounce back and forth between first name and last name, and the fact that she's got that middle name in there makes it kind of rough. And you normally only refer to her as KLR or Kaylee Ray. You don't ever refer to her. She has the middle name because how annoying would it be to call her K Ray all the time? Very true. Um, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a Look, good way to start. For all the criticisms we level against Ember Moon, and many of them deserved, um, the in-ring has never been one of them. She's really, really talented when the bell rings in between the ropes. Um, this was another great example of it. I really, really enjoyed this match. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
And it was good for Kaylee Ray to get a big win over the most decorated woman in NXT history. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's what Ember is down in NXT for, is to try to put over some of the younger talent. Wouldn't Shotzi um, be the um, most decorated woman in NXT history? She had more pieces of flair than anybody. That's true. That's true. And she had 27 of them. Right. All right. Danny Birch is helping Oni work out when dinner time wanders up. Birch says he is done talking about this Bullocks, and they are getting their titles back tonight. Pete tells him to not just get the belts back, but also to end MSK. Birch tells Mackenzie one foot in front of the other, it's called walking. He's such a dick. Imagine <laughs> kicking Mackenzie Mitchell out of a room. Right? There was a lot of dudes in there, too. And you feel like she might be down for that. I mean, she's got to be cucking Vince, Vic Joseph, right? Because that dude can't possibly have enough to take care of her. I just, I just imagine that when they told her to, to leave, like if the camera followed her, you would have seen like Vic standing there with like a banana in one hand and like a bottle of lube in the other and just be like, no, we're not doing... Oh, okay. <laughs> We go to Indy Hartwell's bridal shower. Ish. Indy tells Candace. Yeah. Ish is definitely ish. Uh, Indy tells Candace she can't believe she did this. And Candace knows, says, I know because you don't have any friends. Uh, Mackenzie is there. <laughs> and we hear uh, two bitches talking shit. And it is Cora Jade telling Amari Miller that WWE weddings never work. <laughs> Indy asks Mackenzie if she wants to interview her and asks if she brought her mic with her. So instead of Mackenzie being like, I don't own the microphone, she's like, no, I left it at home. So in, in kayfabe-wise, Mackenzie owns the microphone she walks around with. I mean, <laughs> or at least takes it home with her. I mean, would you say no? No. Okay. <laughs> this would be like, ju just make sure that you keep it away from... Vic, because I don't need to hear his grunts. Indy introduces Persia, who is the former Steph DeLander. Uh, apparently, Persia is her best friend from Australia. Now, Steph DeLander and Indy Hartwell are actually really good friends who are both from Australia. But are they so, best friends? Yeah, they appear to be best friends. How do you know? Because I've seen them talk about how good of friends they are. Do they do a podcast together? I guess not. Well, then they're not, not as yet. good friends as the Iconics, apparently. That's true. Who are also they from can't. Australia, so... It's true. They have they have chicks that have definitely tasted each other from Australia down uh, to, like, a, that's a trademark. More on that later. Yeah, so Casey asks if she came all the... Casey Catanzaro, who's also there, asks if... Persia came all the way from Australia, and Persia says, no, I came from Disney World for this. Uh, Indy says Dexter stalked his way to her heart. Candace then is like, Candace, who's fucking around during all of this, uh, is shocked when Indy says that the one person who showed her the way was Candace the Ray. Hey, that rhymed. Yes. Candace gets up to do her final toast. And Casey and Caden are doing a TikTok, so Candace tells them to stop flip-flopping over there. And they both say we're, it's called TikTok. They're, they're the two most hateable people on NXT, right? They really are. <laughs> I don't I don't know why they're faces. Are they, because though? I think so. 
like the the last interaction we had with them was them being dicks to Mackenzie in the backstage. Right? So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But that um, seems to be a thing now because Ember was a dick to her last week. Mm-hmm. Birch and Lorcan were dicks to her today, or waved their dicks at her. I don't know. Maybe this is all leading to her like getting in ring. Yeah, <laughs> please no. <laughs> uh, Candace says she didn't approve of Dexter because he's strange, creepy, deranged. It's kind of a stalker. <laughs> and then, uh, and those are his Dexter, big qualities. Yeah, but Dexter really loves Indy, and then they all toast the couple. Indy hugs Candace, and she tells her that Johnny is going to be a harder nut to crack, and Indy says, then Dexter's going to have to crack his nut. They both make a face at this. That's the best line on the show, by the way. Clearly to let you know that, like, oh, yes, that's intentional. Uh, And Candace is like, you know, I I got some spy gear if you want to go find out what Dexter and the boys are doing. She still has some spy gear. It's from the French restaurant gimmick from Mm -hmm. several weeks ago. Yeah, so they fuck off and leave everyone else there. But they, I mean, do they really? Because later on, it doesn't look like high-tech spy gear they're using. No, there's absolutely no high-tech spy also, gear. I don't... Also, this might be the worst bachelorette party ever, because this was like the dinner before you go and, like, while out. Mm-hmm. And they, were just, they just fucked off halfway through the dinner. Yes, they left everyone there who admittedly are not friends of Indy and are only there because Candace told him to come. But yeah, it was like, they they wanted to do flip flops. Yeah. They want to do some flip flops. Um, so I don't wrong company. Right. Um, I'm not sure your feelings on this, but I enjoyed this. Um, I thought, I thought it was, it was decent. I mean, it, it it wasn't the best. I'm not I'm not saying that it was like amazing or anything like that. But introducing a couple of people that we haven't seen and giving them a couple of lines was nice. Um, you know, any any time you get more Cora Jade, it's good. And uh, any time Indy says he'll just have to crack Johnny's nut, <laughs> I'm in. Yep. It, they really, or I should say, Indy has really figured out this character. To a T, because she is, she's really good at that, like, it kind of reminds me a bit of, like, Beth, except she's a little bit more, like, outgoing in terms of that, where, like, you know, the, like, the innuendo that that she doesn't seem to mean as innuendo. So, I, I enjoyed it. I thought Candace was great as always. Who's the one with Beth, like, when Fandango was there? She's like, Fandango told me, but after the buffet, they told me before the show that they'd love to show me the Eiffel Tower. It's like very inappropriate, yes. but the way she said it, it was like, mm-hmm. yeah. See, it's it, on on a scale of Renee's soaked panties and like dry as a Sierra. Like it's it's nice that they're kind of in the middle there, yeah. you know, yeah. where they're not overtly like fucking getting thirsty off the dudes like Renee always did. But they're you know they've got some entertaining things, but. I liked it. We'll we'll see what happens over on on the men's side of things in a little bit here. Um, what was your what were your feelings on? I just wish they didn't cut the fucking like like if you're gonna do it as a bachelorette party, do it as a fucking bachelorette party. Like I said, they fucked off halfway through the dinner. It wasn't much yeah. of a bachelorette party. I was waiting for Big Dick Johnson to show up. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of shit we won't get till after the rebrand, probably. Probably, yeah. 
Carmelo Hayes arrives for his match. Talk about a nut that needs to be cracked. Big Dick Johnson, not I, Carmelo Hayes. I'm sure Carmelo Hayes okay. is all set. Oh, I'm I'm sure he is. I have seen his Twitter, and people are thirsty as hell for him, and he just retweets that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude does uh, not Santa lack Santa. for confidence, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know, when you look like that... And you're I mean, as good you, as he is, yeah. Yeah, can you blame him? No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, Santos Escobar arrives next with his skull mask on. Uh, he is flanked by Electra Lopez, Joaquin, and Raul. Escobar and Carmela, Carmelo, sorry, uh, rumble for a bit before Santos slaps him on the back, and then he offers him a way out of the ring. It's like, oof. <laughs> it was great. I right from right from that moment when he sat on the ropes and was like here you go yeah. i was like oh dude he he is so good at what he does oh yeah they fight over wrist control and hayes gets him down hurricane runner from hayes sends escobar outside and hayes offers him an out of his own uh <laughs> santos splashes on like, hayes like Carmelo, I, I I keep trying to fight myself from saying christian but uh uh-huh. carmelo is so good at being incredibly cocky, but doing so in a way that's endearing. Yes. Which is not an easy balance, but he finds it with, with no effort. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's... It's sort of like The Rock. Same thing. Like The yeah. Rock was incredibly cocky, but he did so in a way that made the audience love him. Mm-hmm. A, a bit of Jason Jordan in there as well. With in more terms charisma, of, of, but yes. Yeah, with, with much more charisma, but yeah, for, for sure, like, the, the attitudes are sort of... I mean... I wish we had gotten to see a full career out of Jason Jordan. It's really... He was <sighs> so good in ring. You have to think that mm-hmm. he might have later on found sort of that persona and really... Started of, to, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, man, yeah, I, I was watching a match with him the other day. Somehow I came across it, and it was just like, wow, he was so fucking good in ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santos splashes on Hayes' back. Uh, Santos starts beating the fuck out of Hayes, and as chants for hit row begin. No, 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 assholes, chant for Carmelo. <laughs> two count, and Santos chops Hayes. Hayes leaps Santos twice, and then rolls him up for two. Hayes then hits him with a straight kick to the face, and he spins off Escobar's back, but then misses Santos and lands on the apron. Escobar then knocks Hayes into the announce table. Back in the ring, and Escobar locks in a lion tamer. And then Escobar sends Hayes into the corner and hits a running clothesline. Escobar hits a running double knees and slaps Carmelo in the titties on the top rope. He then hurricane runs him across the ring for then two separate two counts. Carmelo gets hooked outside again and blasts Melo's face off the stairs. He puts another tamer on, which Dick calls a Boston Crab. No. Uh, <laughs> Escobar stands on Carmelo as he is on the second rope. So Carmelo ducks out, drops Escobar on the second rope, then leg drops him. Just smooth as silk, man. It's 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 incredible. Like, I'm, and be, you run out of superlatives. Yeah. You really do. You know what? And, and I've seen moves like this before, but because Carmelo is so fast... There was never a time where I was like, he's just hanging on, waiting for the Well, move. and the setup you know? for it was logical, too. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, I'm falling. Let me just grab this and hold on. And boom, then there's the move. Like, 
Yes, yeah. And so often we just get somebody like holding onto the fucking ropes, being like, "Are oh, you going to hit me?" Alberto Del Rio stomp one was always the worst because he's standing yeah. on the top rope right above the motherfucker. Right. Yeah, but this was just this was exactly how it should be done. Yep. Hayes bounces Escobar's face off the table, then hits a flying clothesline and a suplex cutter for two. Which that. I would almost say it could be his fucking finisher, yeah. that like suplex cutter that he does, because he hits it so well. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well he'd be able to hit it against bear guys, but for sure against guys his own size. It, it looked really good. Yeah. Escobar knees Hayes in the chin, so Hayes drops him and then gets him with a tilt-a-whirl face plant. Hayes lands the top ropes and DTs Escobar onto the apron. Then Raul and Joaquin... Distract the ref so Electra Lopez can body slam Carmelo. Yeah. Hayes gets back in and eats a Phantom Driver for the Santos Escobar win. I was with it until that. Yeah. Because if Electra hits him with a pipe, right. no issues. Right. All she did was body slam him. <laughs> right. And he probably so, hit her with the pipe later, but. Um, I'm sure, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and, and over and above that, he sort of stood there and waited for her to pick him up and slam him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't love that part. I, I understand no. the idea that you're trying to protect Carmelo, but Santos is the guy that's got to go over now. I'm fine with that. I just think there's a better way you could have done it. Like I said, just just have her have her pipe him. Yeah. You know? Or, or just have her distract him, and then he turns or, around and eats a phantom driver, you know? Or... Wouldn't this be a great spot for like Hit Row to distract Santos and cost him the match, and then you keep Hayes on his role and you further his mm-hmm. storyline? Yeah, I'm I'm with you on it. Yeah, there was there was a lot better ways to do this. I just but... hate. I, I understand that they tried to protect Hayes with this loss, but I just hate having him lose at this point. Well, I I do think because of the fact that it was a it was a cheap. Win that it it doesn't hurt him as much. Oh, it doesn't I hurt just him. Like, I just I like the idea of yeah. him as winning this this breakout tournament and then going on this roll before he cashes in with his mm-hmm. title shot. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. And you, know, I mean, same situation. You could have just had Electra Lopez fucking brain him with the with the pipe and mm-hmm. have him get the DQ victory. You know, because that because uh, Santos isn't going to get hurt by something like that. You know. But so, uh, also yeah. also wasn't lovely. I did like. The super tight pants on Electra Lopez. Cool oh my look. god! Uh, yes. But maybe don't put the jacket back on. That was a little weird. It makes you look very, very guilty. <laughs> Just like slowly putting the jacket back on. Yeah. Nothing, yeah, it's like nothing to see no. here, referee. Mm-hmm. If this was AEW, yeah. another referee would have run down and told the referee exactly what happened. No, Santos isn't Chris Jericho. <laughs> no, he's talented. No. Um. Great match, hurt by the finish. Yeah, but the in-ring was fantastic. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And it left me being like, oh, no, I want to see those two again. Right. <laughs> Which is good, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not one Which, that normally is like, let's get a rematch on this, but, yeah. Which we're at two matches now, and both matches have been really good in-ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This felt a little more like classic NXT to start. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to what comes next. But hey, Caden uh, is squatting on some dick while Casey Handstand walks around. She then dri- drives her muff into Caden's waiting mouth, and she gets carried off to go finish the job. 
I, I think we watch different segments, but that's okay. My my stream might have changed for a little maybe, bit there. Maybe or you fell asleep and just started fantasizing. I don't know. I mean, they're both very beautiful women. They are. Um, I, no, I'll was... say it every time. I will say it every single time. Caden Carter, underrated ass. Mm-hmm. And Casey Rock in the tit window, always always a plus. Yes. Not the best tit window we would get on NXT this week, though. No, but still good. Malcolm Bivens is with Brutus and Julius Creed. Uh, during this, we see Ivy Nile working out in the background, who was the person that was from the commercials or the the original vignettes, and the person that I said is tailor made for this fucking yeah. uh, diamond mine thing. Um, so she definitely is part of the group, but they are seems like they're waiting on debuting her for a little bit because we got the Creed brothers. Roddy walks up and welcomes the Creed boys to the crew. It's about what you'd expect. Um, I I get. A lot of people saying that uh, Brutus and Julius feel a lot like the Steiner brothers, yeah. uh, which is a great comparison to have yeah. for them. Um, we'll get into the match, but I would say Brutus seems like he's a little bit better than his brother. Brutus, the bruiser beefcase. <laughs> That's an nice. old school pull right there on the rundown network. That is, yep. Uh, Justin Roberts gets triggered as they remark about Connor's Cure, and we get a video regarding donating to Connor's Cure because September is pediatric leukemia or cancer? Pediatric cancer. Well, they have to uh, film a new commercial because they can't show the Daniel Bryan stuff anymore. It's true. Yep. It's dinner time with William Regal. He says next week we will have Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunn. La Knight and Kyle O'Reilly compete in a match to determine Samoa Joe's next opponent. Now, this match, yes. Now Mackenzie, can I interest you <laughs> in a sport of me? <laughs> this match is on the new NXT, and none of those guys are who the internet has told me NXT will be pushing <laughs> with the new. <laughs> Odd, isn't it? It does feel like every time they need a contender in NXT, it's like a fatal four-way though. Didn't we just do this with, like, Johnny and Pete Dunn and Kyle and Finn or somebody? It feels like this was, like, just done not long ago. I think, um, no, that was, was that the one where it was, they had two different matches? No, no, that was or for three the different matches. title. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, that was the, that was the triple threat for the Vegas title, yeah. But then there was the Fatal 4-Way that Johnny won to get the title shot on NXT TV. Yes, Okay. Yep. You're right. Yeah. I forget. They've done five. Yeah, they've done five ways before as well. But yeah, they, the four ways definitely is their bread and butter of like, let's find a fucking new opponent. Yeah. <sighs> the Creed brothers, who brought their wrestling gear from a discount thrift store, take on Chucky Viola and Paxton Avril. Uh, those are not their names. Uh, Chucky is Chico Adams, the current WXW champion, who I have uh, worked also with before. Have Oh, nice, and nice. Uh, he actually, he actually has also worked on WWE and NXT before. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's done a couple of matches with them. He did a show uh, NXT and APW with us a couple times. Yeah, nice. Uh, Paxton is Jason Cade, a former PWX champion and someone who has worked a few AW Dark matches as well as Jason Cade. Yeah. Brutus starts with Paxton. He uppercuts his teeth into the roof. Uh, then he just chucks him outside. Julius slaps Brutus in the face to take him. Yeah. 
<laughs> Julius Irish rips Chucky into uh, his brother, who form, for, fireman carries him. Julius underhook suplexes him, but he gets a suplex again and brings in Paxton. The Creed brothers then slam both motherfuckers into each other. Uh, and then what? Julius, uh, they slam motherfucker A into motherfucker B. Thank you. And then Julius gets a running front slam for three. Nice quick match. Beautiful squash. Way to build a new talent. I thought this was great, actually, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I came out of this very interested in seeing more of these guys, which isn't always the case mm-hmm. with these squashes. I think in the past, NXT would debut these guys and have their opponents get way too much offense. Yes. Uh, this was what it should have been. It was great. I, I really, really enjoyed it, actually. And with these two guys and the work it seems like they can do in the ring, um, combined with Malcolm Bivens as a mouthpiece, it's a nice little... Mm-hmm. The, uh, the comparison I heard somebody make, and it's actually a really good one, is sort of like American Alpha meets Authors of Pain. Like, sure. Really good technical guys, but big, strong, beat the shit out of you guys, too, at the same time. Yeah. It's funny, too, because um, with NXT now signing the the Stevenson brothers, you're like, it's kind of Taylor... What? Stevenson. Stevenson, sorry. Uh, it's kind of tailor-made for... An eventual so, fucking feud between those so two. We haven't really talked about Gable Stevenson signing with WWE yet. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? He's a big dude. He's got a lot of charisma. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm down for it, so but I. He yeah. has a lot of charisma, but I just hearkened to his appearance at SummerSlam, and it almost looked like a fucking deer in headlights. Like, none of that charisma came through on camera. Sure, he but that's why you send him to the PC. Yeah, yeah. I guess, but I don't know. Some people either have it on camera or they don't. You know what I mean? Like, Kurt Angle always had it on camera. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know... I, 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 The problem, I guess, is he's, he's starting with a two strikes against him because he's going to automatically be compared to Kurt Angle. Like, that's just of sort of the natural comparison you make in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't win his gold medal with a broken freaking neck, but, you know, still. No. No. But now you're you're looking at um, a, a nice crop of guys with that, you know, that amateur wrestling background. The Creed brothers, the Stevens brothers, um, Steve you've Sin. got uh, Stevenson. Sorry, I don't know why. I it have is a, a weird name. Like you, you think it's supposed. You think it should be Stevenson, but it's Stevenson. Yeah. Um. Then uh, uh, the Tamra Mensha Stock. I think it's what her name is, right? Sounds. Yeah. Tamra. It's something like that. Yeah. She uh, she also seems like she's set to sign. Um. You know, she's got that background as well too. So. Yeah, it's uh, they've they've got a lot of them coming up, and again, you know, I mean, I I understand people are being like, oh, well, you know, they're signing all these people. It's like, yeah, but there's so many fucking wrestlers that are really great that have that background too. You know, I mean, you look at Brock, you look at Dolph, you know, uh, you look at uh, at Gable, you know, and it seems to be a much easier transition than a football player to a wrestler, you know. So, yeah. I'm, I'm down to see what uh, what happens. Um, yeah, I think, I think hooking these two up because I don't, I don't know that they have any promo ability so far because we haven't seen it. But also, you know, like they they just don't look like the type of guys that 
are going to go out there and shock you on the mic. So having having Bisquick as their manager, perfect. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, we uh, we did forget to mention that uh, it was official that the Miz is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Oh. Okay. Uh, I was just thinking of guys with like. Uh, for some reason, every time I think of Dolph Ziggler, I think of The Miz, only because of their feud together. So it just kind of I heard they were going to have this year Dancing with the Stars, the first same-sex partnership. Do you think we could get The Miz and Artem paired up? Oh, that would be fucking amazing. Right? Yeah. Well, it, it's funny, too, because you know fucking Cody's looking at it and being like, it should have been me. And you know Alvarez is looking at it and being like, it should have been me. Yeah. You know Dolph's looking at it as being like, I don't want to do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner time. Is Although if he was on him. there, him and uh, him and Artem could share stories about Nikki's vagine. That's true. It's very true. I'm sorry, They've Brad. Brad. I'm, I'm sorry, Brad. Uh, Brad. Yes, Brad. <laughs> Amber says she has lost everything in the last three months. She says it took Kaylee Ray to wake her up. She doesn't want to feel like this anymore, but she knows what she has to do. So stay tuned. Stop. She walks away. Got no. no go ahead finish oh she walks away and i was like was was that a decent ember moon promo i was about to say stop the fucking presses (laughs) ember moon cut a good promo almost like when she stops trying to be a character she doesn't understand and she's just herself Mm -hmm. she's better Uh, imagine that i know it's crazy (laughs) right and there was real emotion there, yeah. you know. And I love the line, like, I've lost everything. I've lost my tag team partner, like, the shout-out to Shotzi there. Like, I, lo- mm-hmm. I I really, really enjoyed this. The only, 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 only issue I had with it was the same thing I had issue with last time. She's staring at Mackenzie while she's talking. Like, talk yeah. to the audience. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is, is weird. And, and maybe it's, like, a, an, an acting thing. Because, you know, in, in, in acting, they tell you not to spike the camera. Yeah. And... You know, so maybe it's part of that. It was like she was always told, like, don't look at the camera. Or maybe it's a nervous but, thing. Maybe she, sh- she freezes up looking at the camera, so she finds something else to look at. I don't know. It's possible. I'd have to go yeah. back and look at that. Something she's always done. I don't remember that being. Yeah, I'm not movie, sure. Yeah, and logically, is I would have to go back and watch god awful Ember Moon promos to find out. Right. Yeah, and logically, it does make sense that she's talking to Mackenzie, but for us, we're so conditioned to expect the person to be talking to us. So, you know, but yeah, like you're logically, you're like, well, yeah, it would make sense that she'd be telling Mackenzie like this stuff because she's getting interviewed, but yeah. Hit Row are in a lab. Hit Row. Swerve says Escobar is never going to catch them slipping again. Did you catch that they're all incredible gentlemen though? (laughs) <laughs> they're all incredible what does that mean well, B-Fab was the only one sitting down they saved the oh, that's chair true. for the lady that is true that's true uh, God, I feel so white saying these lines uh, Top Dollar says I'm sorry, top, like no, 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 I'm sorry Top Dollar Top Dollar again I'm white <laughs> says just like Should his granny used to say before you continue mm-hmm. who hotter than Top Dollar that would be a nobody. That's not how it goes. <laughs> you white people on this damn show. How's it going? Who hotter than Tom Dalla? Not nada. Ah, okay. Again, white. 
A hard head makes a soft ass. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you don't get that? A hard head makes a soft ass. Not really. No, I gotta admit, I don't. I don't quite understand it. If you're, if maybe if you're stuck in your ways and you're, you think that your way is the only way of doing something, you get complacent. Okay. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. As as I've never heard it before, yeah. honestly. Ashanti says they dropped them like a cheap pinata, racist, and they added some chick to take out the baddest chick. B-Fab calls her Senorita Secret Sauce, racist, but also kind of hot. <laughs> and they have a problem, muchacha. Also racist. <laughs> oh, it's racist? It's speaking their language. Senorita Secret Sauce is definitely a racist thing to call somebody who's Hispanic, though. No, 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 because minorities can say that stuff to other minorities, right? Not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what television has conditioned me to believe, it's, Troy. I mean, Facho and and fucking Pitbull can use the N-word, apparently, and nobody right? fucking bats right. an eye. So, and so I can guess. Vince McMahon. Okay, yeah, well, you know, he you, you get one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, does that mean I still have one? I've never used it. Maybe. I've never Wait, used does, it. Wait, does singing in a car count? Oh yeah. Uh, if if it if it doesn't, <laughs> then we got surprised. Um, Were the windows up or down at the time? Yes, yes. For for me, I do my rapping with the windows up. Okay. Good promo as well as always. They they continue to be killing it. Yeah. Um, yeah like even even Bfab, who I had no idea if she could cut a promo or not had a great presence of her. Yeah. Uh, you know. And, and it felt like we're foreshadowing her finally wrestling. Did they, did you get that vibe too? Oh, sure, yeah. 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 Which I'm down for because obviously we haven't seen her in quite a while. Yeah. But she's she's clearly been working at the PC for a while, right. so I'm I'm interested to see what she can do. Now, Electra Lopez, you know, if they're having her go against her. She had one match in NXT. Yes, she uh, did. Before she had a character, which was just sort of an enhancement mm-hmm. talent. She, yep, when she was Brianna Bandy. Yep. Um, yeah. I, the, my only thing is, like, is Electra Lopez the best first person to have her go against? Because <laughs> they're both sort of in that same general, like, you know. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, if Red Velvet can work with fucking Tay Conti, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Caden and Casey arrive. Uh... They are no longer the Spit and Swallow Warriors, by the way. They are the, the Team Ninja, apparently. Racist. Um, they dance around, uh, and they like white girl dance, which I understand Casey white girl dancing, but I have seen Caden Carter dance, and she is black. She does not dance like that normally, so I don't know what the fuck she it's, was doing. It's TikTok dances. I, I've never seen that TikTok dance, though. I've seen a lot of TikTok dancing. Because I watch a lot of tots, but I've never I've never seen you that know, like box. I don't box even have stuff. that app on my phone. Yeah, my my wife doesn't either. I send her some that are funny though. My wife sends me some too. I'm sure she does. Yeah. Probably from me. Probably. Uh, Zoe Stark arrives and EO follows shortly, and we get our big match intro. Casey and Zoe start. Casey gets picked up like a toddler, but holds on to the headlock. 
Zoe slowly counters everything the finger Lena can throw at her. Eo and Caden take in more reversals of head scissors, and Eo tells Zoe to fuck off. Caden gets Eo in an armbar, but takes in Casey, who applies an armbar of her own. Eo grabs Casey's foot, then spreads her legs, hot, and hits a code breaker in the corner. Zoe tags in as we go to break. She gets a backdrop. Uh, she tries to backdrop Casey, who takes in Caden. She sends Eo into the corner and drops Zoe in front of Eo. Caden then hits a corner dropkick to Eo, and on the landing, hits a splash on Zoe. Very nice. Yes. I, I, tell you, I tell you what, for all the, all the joking around, all the fact that they're very unlikable, Caden and Casey clearly spend a lot of time working on their tandem offense, their tag team offense. They're very much, they, they remind me of like the Rockers back in the day. Mm-hmm. Tag team precision yeah. and, you know. I wouldn't yeah. call them like the young bucks or anything, but they're they're pretty fucking good. No, but they've got they have so they have a lot of different tandem moves, which is good. Zoe hits a roundhouse kick and takes an EO. She hits the six nine and puts Case and punts Casey in the face. I see. I heard I, what you did there. I know sold it, but I heard what you did. <laughs> okay. EO hits a drop kick for two. Shirai locks it across face and then just gives up on applying it. <laughs> Casey Bryant took it. <laughs> she didn't break it. She just was like, whatever, I'm yeah. done. Uh, Casey Bryant takes in, and Caden backflips Casey into a splash for two. Caden takes back in, which makes zero fucking sense, uh. and then gets Germaned into the corner. Even Wade was like, that's a big mistake. Caden is, is gassed in this match. It's like, yes, that is a big mistake. Why did you take out instantly when you're the, like fucking, like you're the hot tag? Also, did she get attacked by Fabian Eichner? What? You said she got German into the corner. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he wasn't wasn't here this week. Yeah. Zoe Bland tags in and Eo gets pissed. Zoe does the slide between your opponents correctly, uh, which was something that I kept harping on FTR and not doing correctly, where they would do it even when they're per- they, they they were doing it in like neutral corners. Right. It's like, oh, you're supposed to slide in between so that they can't make the tag. Right. Caden uh, gets tossed in the corner and hits Eo. Zoe then runs in and elbows Eo on accident. Caden looks around for some fucking dumb reason, then puts Casey up on her shoulders, and they both splash from the top ropes, but Eo drop kicks Caden into Casey, who is making the pin. Why did she look around like that? What was she doing? She was just making sure Caden was going to be in position for her move. It was, it was like she's like, I was like, did you did you lose somebody? Like, did you lose contact? Like What's going was, on? I think she was selling, looking for, making sure she was ready for the move. Sure. Zoe with a running knee, a running kick, as another "This is awesome" chant begins. That's two tonight. Be Zoe hits the nope. Zoe hits the bang and takes you in. <laughs> Shirai hits the bang. In this case, is sort of like a. Uh, how do you describe it? It's sort of like a full flip GTS kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty cool move. It's good. It's good. It just it just annoys the shit out of me that they can't be bothered to learn the fucking names of the moves. Not not, not they. Usually Wade Barrett oh, corrects Dick. Dick Joseph. Yes. Yeah. Shirai hits the moon over moon salt. Which is good. Not, not the name of it. Not the name of it. It's the it's over the moon salt. Yes. <laughs> If it was Ember doing it, Moon over Moonsault might make sense. 
Yes. If Shirai had her ass out, it would make sense. And it would be but hot. Yes. yes, it would. Oh, man. Uh, so thoughts on this one? Uh, it was better than I expected it to be, to be completely honest with you. Um, I feel like this whole story of Zoe and EO not want I think it's just getting in the way. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they should, if they're going to do this route, do this route where they can't get along backstage, but they get in the ring and it's like perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, but this having them be clunky, making mistakes in the ring, and then the, it's just so ham handed. I fucking, it bothers me. Um, but everything was great for the most part. I really enjoyed the match. It was, I, I have no clue at this point where you go with the tag titles because. The only other obvious contenders to me, one of them's fighting for the heavyweight women's championship next week, so um, I'm not 100% sure Frankie Monet is challenging Raquel Gonzalez next week. No, I know that. I'm just questioning why you're no-selling what's about to happen next. What's that? That's, that did you like stop watching the match afterwards? No. Because... Casey and Caden got jumped by Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. No, I know. But that's where they're heading to. No, 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 they're not, because they didn't attack the champions. <laughs> they attacked Casey and Caden to send a message to the champions. I don't know. I didn't get the same vibe on that then. Oh, that's what I got of it. It was all oh, Team Rosebush is probably next. Um, maybe. I don't know. Could be. But, uh, I do like that that uh, Mandy Rose seems to have found Seamus's mask though. Yes, and 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 the shirt with the perfect tit window. Yes, as uh, that is your callback. Yeah, so Gigi Dolan and JCJ attack. They kind of look at the champions, and then we cut over to Kyle O'Reilly. I do like that they're doing something with Gigi Dolan finally. Yes. So, so Cora Jade is like the odd one out at this point because that class was Gigi Dolan, um, Zoe Stark, and Cora Jade. And yes, now the other two have found regular TV roles, and Cora Jade is at the bachelorette party ish. Yeah. Um, I was trying to. Here we go. Oh yeah, it was just three of them. That was weird. Yeah, Lacey Ryan is Zoe Stark's real name. Um, yeah, we saw Cora Jade tonight for a second, but yeah, she's wrestled, I think, two matches since she got signed. By the and way, one of you, them uh, was as. Did you skip the promos? Like the Kyle O'Reilly oh, promo? No, it's next. Okay. Yeah, it's next. Okay. This was, was the first one. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. it was earlier in the show. Just... No. Okay. No, it, it was it was weird because they had like that announcement and then it was like a while for it and I was like, well, I guess kayfabe wise, it makes sense that they have to like compose themselves and be like, oh, I'm going to be in a match and I have to send uh, LA although, night out for a night on the town in LA. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kyle Riley is chilling and says the last few months have been challenging. Kyle closed a chapter in his life mostly because Adam Cole baby left. Uh, he doesn't give a shit about. I know. He doesn't give a shit about making it to his next birthday because the end goal for him is the NXT Championship. He also apparently doesn't give a shit about video games. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Up next is the bachelor party of Dexter Loomis. This was the main event. So both of these happen over the weekend, but Dick says, nobody knows what's going to happen. 
It happened over the weekend, Dick. Yeah. We're not watching this live. <laughs> okay. I I don't know. You you seem you seem to be getting excited, so I feel like you like me greatly enjoyed this. But we'll get there. Dexter and Johnny are in a limo, and we see Odyssey Jones and Drake Maverick are with them, as is Daryl Sharma as the zombie rat. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Dexter Loomis is hanging out with the zombie rat. Yes. <laughs> right away, I'm like, all right, we're just going to set the tone for this one. All right. Uh, Johnny asks where they're going, and Johnny also says he's not paying for any of the wedding. They stop, the door opens, and Cameron, ha ha ha, Grimes jumps in and says, we're taking this party to the moon. He doesn't even jump in. He just opens the door and then tells everyone else to get out. That's true, yeah. Uh, Johnny says, Dexter terrorized you for months. What are you doing? <laughs> Grimes is like, money can fix anything, and this party is on me. So then Dexter and Cameron shake on a truce. They then slow walk into Dexterland, and apparently their first order of business is a go-kart race, where the top prize is $10,000. Courtesy of Cameron Grimes. Courtesy of Cameron Grimes, yeah. Uh, we get a montage of them racing while Indy and Canis watch from a VW Bug with no spy equipment. <laughs> They're just there. <laughs> yep. Dexter winds up crashing the zombie... And Johnny wins. They then so go did you to. Get that same vibe I got here. Much What's like that? last week, Dexter was trying to make sure Johnny won to curry yes. favor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He well, he intentionally wrecked Daryl Sharma yeah, there to a, do it. No, no. Zombie mm-hmm. referee. Zombie referee. Yes. Yeah, sorry. They they never they they don't ever name him. So yeah, he is zombie referee. Yes. They they then go to Excelsior. Which is an axe-throwing place. Not a strip club, unfortunately. I feel like we missed the boat with Dexter in a strip club. I think that would have been fantastic television. You wouldn't have been able to tell him and the the strippers apart, though. Why? (laughs) He Look at him. He looks like a stripper. Uh, The attendant asks if anyone has experience. I meant female strippers, Troy. Oh, oh. I don't know why my brain went to that, that they would go to a male strip club. That'd be a little weird weird for a a man's bachelor party who's marrying a woman. I mean, to each their own. I suppose. I suppose. I I think I need more sleep. Uh, So they ask if anyone has experience throwing an axe. At this point, I'm surprised (laughs) that the fucking Viking Raiders don't appear. Uh, But Dexter raises his hand. That was my only thing on this. I was like, I'm like, it kind of would have been funny if fucking Eric and Ivor were just like there for no reason. Cameron dances around and whiffs on his axe throw. Odyssey actually nailed his, uh, albeit uh, like the edge of the, the bullseye. He was edging. Yeah. Drake fucks it up, and Dexter just uh, hits just off the bullseye. By the way, let's take Zombie Referee for the lulls out of this whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they went, who is the group of guys least likely to fucking hang out together? Let's get Drake Maverick, Odyssey yeah. Jones... Dexter Loomis mm. and Johnny Gargano together. And Cameron Grimes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. But they could have thrown Boa like, up in this mix. That would have been... 
Yeah, but you you needed guys with personality, and Boa doesn't have any. So, or more uh, and it to me, like it almost felt like Johnny was just like, we have to do this bachelor party. Who wants to come? And honestly, Jones seems like the kind of guy to be like, I'm down for a party. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Sure. And and Drake would just be there because he seeks attention. So he didn't get traded for Mandy Rose because they were both on this episode. Well. Not not immediately. He was a player to be named later. No, Alina was out. traded for Mandy Rose and then never used. Oh, that's true. So Johnny twice can't make the axe throw, so Dexter walks up and shows him how to do it. Uh, Johnny hits just shy of the bullseye, and they both give each other thumbs up. Can I just say, Dexter's character has... I, I enjoy it so much more now that he's using actual facial expressions and not just a blank stare. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, his face tells such a great story. Now, it's awesome. Drake is jumping on trampolines in a trampoline park. And even though I knew it was coming, I busted out laughing. When you had Cameron Grimes go, look at that little rock star. Hey, Odyssey, I bet you $10,000 you can't send him to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed so much at that fucking line. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. That little rock star got me right up by itself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right off the bat, I was like, oh, that's just fucking perfect. But then, (laughs) so that Odyssey Jones... Fucking lumbers over that to him. Fats his way across the trampoline. <laughs> fats his way across, yep. Uh, and just launches Drake into the wall. My only thing was like, it's like, oh my god, if they would have, I, I would have been fine with them like launching Drake fucking across the room on this one, yeah. just because, just for the comedy on it. But yeah, Cameron Grimes again just continues to dominate and be hilarious in any segment he's in. So then they play laser tag at the end of the night. Uh, I'm going to apologize right off the bat. I don't know all these people that show up. I know they're PC recruits. I don't recognize any of them, or at least didn't bother to look up who they were. Uh, Dexter winds up killing some dude, uh, and then chokes out some other I, random I dude. Want, I want to play this version of laser tag. Yes. Like where you just <laughs> randomly choke people out. Yeah, so Dexter fucking hauls off and punches one dude, which then Johnny Johnny comes running yes. up and fucking nails him with the laser. Just then he chokes the out points. another dude. Yep, he hits the silence on one of them. Johnny comes in and hits another fucking dude. Then he chloroforms one of the fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Johnny comes running up and fucking nails him too. Yeah, the so then the party... surround the last guy. Yep, yeah, so they surround the last guy and... They're like, no, no, you're fine, you're fine. And then Johnny shoots him anyways. So Johnny goes and starts, like, high-fiving everyone, and then stops, because Dexter's got his hand up, and they kind of look at each other. And then Daryl the zombie goes, hey, he's not that bad, eh? And Jake goes, what the hell? You're Canadian? (laughs) And then Jones bumps Johnny, so he and Dexter touch, touch tips. So right off the bat, fucking hilarious, because yes, Daryl Sharma is Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he like dropped his fucking zombie thing to be like, no, he's sorry, okay. Great. Uh, and then, yeah, then we get a montage of Johnny and Dexter falling in love. And then Indy runs up to say, Dexter cracked Johnny's nuts. 
Johnny goes, Candace, are you spying again? <laughs> she says, whatever, everyone's on the same page now. <laughs> so Johnny says, let's do a wedding. And Dexter actually smiles. And then we get the invite to the wedding next week. This is awesome. Uh, I Dude, I loved it. I loved it. I was like, oh my god, I don't want to hear anybody bitch complain about this because this was so much fucking fun. Yeah, just enjoy <laughs> fucking wrestling a little bit. This was just comedy. Oh my it was gosh. Fun. And it wasn't. It wasn't that. It, I I don't mean to be mean, but it wasn't the Vince McMahon version of comedy. No. It was actual comedy. It was funny fucking jokes. It was. Cameron Grimes continuing to being being a fucking lunatic. Um, then, yeah, I mean, Dexter doing the things he was doing. I mean, yeah, it just was. It just worked on so many levels. And the fact that this is where this is where all that shit started. You know, you know where it eventually wound up is amazing. Because when it first started, I wasn't sold on it. You know, the the whole index stuff. But. Yeah, like I've been enjoying it, and and obviously we'll see what happens next week because we we sort of maybe have planted a something with Persia, Indy's friend, right? Um, if they wanted to go that right to to get her on TV, um, but there's also obviously you know a lot of other ways it can go. So we'll see what happens next week, but at the very least, this segment exists, and I love it, right? <laughs> Oh, well, that'll be the uh, last of fun tonight. <laughs> Boa walks through Mankind's boiler room and tells Mei Young it's time. She then blows a fat bong rip into the camera and Yen Shan's logo hits the screen. Frankie Monet is with Jesse Kamea. <laughs> Tony Khan runs up and says he has huge news. Uh, he just got done blowing William Regal and says that Frankie Monet will take on Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Championship next week. First of all, Robert Stone. Look, he's good at what he does, which is being an annoying little pissant. Because he annoyed me for like the 10 seconds he was on screen. <laughs> True. Uh, Jessica Maya cannot act. Nope. Uh, Frank and Monet was good. Yeah. I. Right. I don't know about this match next week. I'm. I I think that match will be good. Um, I don't have high hopes for it though, but my issue is is like, there's no way Frank and Monet is winning that, right? Like, you can't. Uh, <laughs> she's she's so cold right now, man. Like they've done they've done nothing to like spark any interest in this woman, I'm, which sucks because I like her. You know. Go ahead, sorry. I mean, at this point, nothing would really surprise me that they did with this title. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I Raquel hasn't felt like a big deal either. Nope. You know. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe they put it on Frankie because she's more of a personality, and and maybe that's a case of like they're gonna move Raquel up to the main roster, or maybe they're just done with Raquel. I don't know, but yeah, and like and and if it's the other way, and it's just Raquel beating Frankie Monet, then you're like, 
well, what are you, what are you even doing with her at this point? Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if if you beat her on NXT to put Raquel over and then move Frankie Monet over to be with Johnny John Morrison, then I'm cool with it. But yeah, I don't know. I'll we'll have to wait. We'll have to see what happens this week in Smash. But I'm I'm very conflicted on on how it's going to go. So. I mean, it has the potential to be awesome. It has the potential to be a complete fucking train wreck, too, though. So yep. we'll have to tune in and find out, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And we will be. Shit starts fire, and Mei Ying appears. She stands up, and NXT is committed to bringing back midget wrestling. <laughs> Mei Ying. I, okay, I knew Karen Q was not a very tall woman. She looked like a fucking baby compared to Boa. <laughs> And he's not a big dude, right? Mm. Anyways, uh, Mei Yang is facing off against Virginia Ferry. Uh, if her she looks familiar to you, she is Dream Girl Ellie. She was in that Battle Royale a couple months ago, that Candace one, uh, and she is also on OVW and is a mainstay over there. The bell rings, and Ying throat punches her. Then grabs her for a sleeper. Uh, Fairy hits a chin breaker on Ying. Uh, she gets pissed and kicks her, then chops her in the throat again. And then Ying chokes out Fairy and pins her with one hand for the three. So, AEW has Wish.com Sue Young with Abaddon. This shit is Dollar Tree Sue Young. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Karen Q. Yeah, Karen Q is a good wrestler. Yeah. So she look she's she's playing her balls off with this character, mm-hmm. you know? She's trying. She's yeah. definitely trying. Um but I don't know, man. Like this this was we we had two squash matches on this. This was the wrong way to do a squash where it's just a couple of moves and you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like there's, there's no lasting thought onto it, you know? Right. So I I didn't like it too much, but yeah, I don't know. This whole gimmick hasn't been for me, and Zaylee still is just fucking dead. So who knows what's going on there? She broke a rib. She broke a rib by Raquel Gonzalez. She can still come out with them. <laughs> no, she's not cleared. Well, you could. Candice LeRae is running around with fucking Indy Hartwell, and she's pregnant. She's so not anywhere near a ring. Yes. It's a it's a it's a weird thing to make a fucking but I I get it sure. Uh, did you have anything else to say about that match? No, I think the less said about that match, the better. <laughs> La Knight is driving around and says that everyone heard the news about the number one contender match coming up next week. How did he hear about it? And then find a cameraman to film him so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy, yeah, get in my car so I can cut a promo. It's weird. La Knight says it's championship night for him, and he tells Joe he will see him soon. Knight continues to be good uh, as a promo. Um, you know, we, we've often talked about the fact that, like, what are you doing with him? You know, if you're, if you're not putting him on Raw or SmackDown, like, Got to be doing something with him at NXT, and so far, it's been kind of lackluster. So, but yeah, 
do you do you see it him potentially being the one to take out Joe? No. No? No. I see him up in the main roster sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, you know he's, we he's he's built for the main roster. For sure, yeah. Um all accounts say that we're getting the draft October first. So it's possible that maybe him and Raquel are both draft picks, you know. Okay. That um, makes sense. But we'll see. Tommaso Ciampa was motivated to take out Ridge and defend Toothless Timmy's honor. Ciampa still has the goal of ch- of chopping Pete Dunn's dick off, but now he's got goal number two, which is Goldie. And then he kicks his chair out and leaves. I like the throwback to Goldie, though. Mm-hmm. And just one word. That's all I need to say. Goal number two, Goldie. So the new NXT, even though we're using the current graphics for this, starts next week with Index, Monet versus Gonzalez, and the Fatal 4-Way match. And it is time for our main event. Birch and Morgan arrive with Dunn and Holland in tow, and MSK arrive out next. There's a much better reception for MSK this time than they normally get. Except they, get, they stop in front of that window, and that one asshole in the front row has the thumbs down. Yeah, he's always there, and I want to punch him in the dick. Yeah. Uh, we got our big match intro again, and Birch and Nash start off. A welcome back chant for Danny Birch happens, which was like, huh, okay, okay, sure. <laughs> they tie that shit in a knot, and Birch brings Nash over with a headlock. Nash dodges Birch and drop kicks his legs out. Birch headbutts Nevaeh's favorite body part, and Lorcan tags in. Lee in and they hit a series of kicks, and Nash hits a double stomp onto Lorcan's back. Nash back in and he attempts a cover, but can't even get a one. Birch blasts him in the back uh, after the tag, and a series of tags and stomps, but Carter crossbodies them both. Lee tags in and whips Carter into Birch. Birch clotheslines Nash, then takes in Lorcan. Lorcan continues to beat the shit out of Nash, and Nash does a heart bump into the turnbuckle, and, well, it says Bush, but Birch takes in. <laughs> I must have been getting thirsty. <laughs> uh, he hits the suplex, then gets a two count. Birch locks in a headlock, and Nash drops gets dropped again for a two. Lorcan in, and he screams at Carter to hit him. Oh my god. That dude... With those fucking screams. It's like, it's haunting. <laughs> Larkin with a snap suplex, and he gets in Lee's face. Birch back in, and he nails Nash. Larkin, and he hits an, up, an uppercut, then takes in Birch. These matches with Birch and Larkin are so fucking hard to, to keep straight. Because yeah, they take right. it out so well. Which is great, you know. So, I, I mentioned in the host thread... It looks like Danny Birch aged 10 years in the five months he was out. Yeah, what happened to him? Also, it like, doesn't help that he's wearing trunks that look like when you see like your old grandpa and his tidy whities and they go yeah. up past his belly button. Like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, about that. <laughs> Not a great look. No, no. He has, he's, yeah, he definitely has a, a little bit more weight to him. Than he did before, but even yeah, like even in the face, like he seemed a little more haggard. Yeah. 
Birch again headbutts Nash in the mushroom head, and Nash finally gets some space. Lee gets a hot tag and kicks Birch in the face. He blasts Oni in the dick, then sends him into the corner. Lee hits a running fisting and a German for two. Oni gets a chin breaker, but Lee blasts him. Carter tags in, and they hit the hot fire flame, but Birch breaks it up. Because that never beats anybody. But they continue to not have anyone kick out of it, so... Or have or have it ever referred to by name. Yes. It was it's more always... of that innovative offense. Yeah, which annoys me. Oh, don't worry, because their finisher apparently also doesn't have a, have a name. But we'll get to that. Lee telepays Birch, and Carter moonsaults Lorcan. Do you know Carter the goes, name of their finisher? Their new one? Yeah. Oh, you guys have said it. You allowed to remind me when you get there. Um... Carter goes up top and gets goes for a senton, but Lorcan gets the knees up. A chop block by Lorcan leads to an ankle lock. Birch grabs Lee and puts a crossface on him. Thank God they didn't hold each other's hands during this. Yeah, I thought that's where we were going. <laughs> I thought so too. I was like, don't do it, guys. Don't don't please don't do it. But instead, Carter pulls Lorcan into Lee and Birch. Which is still sort of a cliche at this point of pulling motherfucker into motherfucker's A and B. But at least it wasn't the, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna tap, I'm gonna tap. That was all that bullshit. Never let hey. go, Jack. Yeah. We get our third This Is Awesome chant of the night. And this actually the was, though. It, it was, yeah. Uh, but also, for the third time, Dick says, This is indeed awesome. He says that in the exact same cadence every time they do it. Lorcan hits some corner elbows, then gets hip tossed into the corner. Nash takes in Lee and picks up Lorcan. Lee goes up top and hits a blockbuster for the win. I feel so, like Dick Joseph just has Vince McMahon's hand up his asshole, and every now and then is like, oh, what a maneuver! Yeah, which, of course, is what he says, because he doesn't say the name of it. So what is the name of, of this move? End uh, Transmission. End Transmission. That's why, okay. I remember you guys saying that. I just don't understand how... So, so first he says says it. Then when they do the replay, Beth doesn't call it that either. Which is like, Beth can't... and names and moves either, honestly. Well, yeah, but it's like, Usually nobody it's on commentary... Yeah, but nobody on commentary can fucking say the names of the moves. Like, come on, Wade. Usually Wade's pretty good about it. He just may yeah. not know this one. Maybe not. You know, um, I get he it. Corrects, he corrects Dick Joseph regularly about names of moves. Right, yeah. Which is like, how do you still have a job? Yeah. How it's does, part of their still, wacky chemistry, Troy. How does he still have a job, but Tom Phillips got fired, dude? Don't does, get it. How does he get to put his rancid penis inside Mackenzie Mitchell? Life ain't fair, dude. Chloroform. Uh, so, um, thoughts of the match? Uh, it was fucking excellent. Uh, it was pretty much everything I thought it was going to be. Um, MSK is just so fucking good. I talked about... Oh, yeah. Um, Casey and Caden and their tag team but, but god these guys are I, you know what it sucks people are going to talk about the Young Bucks as the best tag team in the world and the Young Bucks have a claim at that title I'm not going to sit here and say they don't mm-hmm. but MSK needs to get some love in that conversation since they've come to NXT and they've been portrayed as like a serious tag team and not just fucking stoner kids Yep. Um, they've been fantastic um, yeah. they're their tag team cohesiveness is off the charts. 
there. And this was actually interesting because this was, and I hate to pull a little Vince McMahon here, but watching this match, this was the first time it occurred to my to me. Nash Carter has a great look. Like I feel like that guy mm-hmm. could be a star as a singles wrestler too. Yep. Um, Trey Miguel clearly made the wrong choice, but um, yeah, that's fine for him. <laughs> you know, he's happy, whatever. Um, but is he though? I don't know. <laughs> but Nash Carter from from the Impact days, Nash Carter's really bulked up. He's put on a lot of muscle. Um, mm-hmm. His facials are great when he's in the ring. Like I just, I, I see star on this guy. And Wesley's a star too. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I don't like I, I could see Nash Carter as a as a mid top mid card low card main eventer. Yeah, and he I think that he is a little better on the mic too yes. than than Wes is. Um, yes. Not that Wes is bad. They're they're both they both do a great job. Um, I feel like is, so. So I don't I don't know that I could see Wes carrying a serious promo. Mm-hmm. I can see Nash Carter doing it. Yeah. It's sort of you you know, you don't want to say like, oh, it's it's like a it's like a rocker situation where one's way better than the other one. It's more or less like an E and C situation. Yeah. Where they're both where you're like, but one's just a main eventer and the other's sort of like upper mid card. Yeah. 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 But I hope they don't break him up for a while no, because no, no, they're no. doing such fantastic work. And But and yeah. that being said I feel like I don't know what hills there are left to climb at this point for these guys. They've beaten Legato. They've beaten Grizzled Young Vets. They've now beaten they've beaten Imperium. Mm-hmm. They've now beaten Birch and Lorcan. Like, who's left? Well, that is the question, isn't it? And you I do mean, sort Ashante of feel... and Top Dollar? But that's the yeah. face on face. And they're not really built up that way. Now now we have the Creed brothers, you know, that they could potentially yeah, no, go going that later. Fast. No, I don't I don't think so either, but that is another team that they've got. I think honestly, you know, you could start you could start to make the, the claim of like, are they going to go to the main main event pretty soon? You know? Mm-hmm. Are they gonna be the be on, on Raw or SmackDown pretty soon? Because I think that they would do very well, but they've got a bigger hill to climb over there, obviously. Um, but but, I, but yeah. if you're those two, do you want to go to the main roster knowing the sort of... Not right now, man. ...indifference <laughs> that Vince has to tag team wrestling? Yeah, even even without that, not right now. Not with who has the championships right now. Because you've got the you've got the Usos as champions, and you've got uh, RK Pro. MSK and Matt Riddle as a six-man team would be mm-hmm. something to behold. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure where they go, but that division continues to to impress because you've got those guys at the top. You've got Imperium, who are two other guys that fit that bill of really good, you know. Um, and they've already beaten. Yeah. Well, I'm, I wasn't saying they didn't beat. I'm just saying <laughs> that the division is really strong. Yeah. And obviously, Lorcan and Birch. To be Did they ever too. beat Legato in a straight tag team match, or was it just that six man match with all the titles were on the line with Bronson Reed? Uh, I believe it was just a six man match. Okay. Um, and uh, they, if they wanted to, I mean, you've still got mush, uh, Mustache Mountain that you could bring over. Are they still a uh, thing? Yeah, they're still a thing. Well, now that NXT UK is going out of business, right? 
Exactly. <laughs> ah, fucking people. Um, yeah, so, yeah, they beat Thatcher and Tommaso. They beat Imperium. They beat, beat uh, Lurkin and Birch. Um, Elplay did beat Legato Del Fandasmo. Okay. Team Wild and, and uh, Raul Mendoza, yep. Beat Brezango, but they don't exist anymore. Um, beat Drake and Killian, but only one of those exists anymore. <laughs> um, it looks like... Oh, they haven't faced Grizzly Young Vets in a singles match yet. Yes, they have. They beat them in the finals of the tag title match. That's how they got the tag titles. They got the tag titles in a triple threat match with Legato oh, Del Fantasma in a match with them. Yeah, they haven't Didn't beat they Grizzly Young Vets. Didn't they beat them in the Dusty Classic, up. then? Wasn't that the final match in the Dusty? Oh, yeah, yeah, Teddy, they have, but I, I, I was talking since they won the championships, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because, because they beat Legato Del Fantasma. We've seen in the, the match, and we've seen them beat them, is my point. Oh, we've seen them beat Legato Del Fantasma twice, because they were also the semifinal in the Dusty Classic, oh, so. Yeah, well, but, yeah, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, obviously, you know, they've been, they've been in NXT since January, and they've lost, what, once? I think, which I know is, is why really some people... only been since January? I thought it was like... No, wow. it was January. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Um, oh, sorry, twice. Because they lost the... No? They lost no. the six-man no. with Kushida, I think. Yeah. Yep, Kushida and MSK, they lost that, that match. Yep, so it's only been... So it's only been once, so... I mean, I, I get it, that's why people are looking at it, but... Yeah, maybe you have to do it where... You know, you have somebody beat them, and then they have to kind of, you know, get back up. But I don't know. Sky's limits for those guys, though. So I'm I'm excited for it. But we've got a little bit more at the end of this episode. Because I looked at the clock as they're celebrating. I'm like, there's like five minutes left on this show. What the fuck is going to happen now? Who's going to jump? Same. Same. That's I. It, it sucks that I could, that you can do that. But yeah, yeah once you look at it, it's like, yeah, we're not done yet. Yeah. Uh, so Rich Holland walks up. And he fucking headbutts uh, Danny Birch. And then Pete kicks Oni Lorcan. So, yeah, I guess Lorcan is back to being faces? This made no fucking sense. Yeah, Ridge picks up Lorcan and Pete kicks him. And they decide they're not done yet, and Ridge headbutts Danny again. And oh. we go off here with Ridge and Pete getting a chorus of, You so, suck, chanted at them. So Ridge beats on Danny Birch. And then Lorcan is like crawling, like, what the hell? With his like one hand in the air. And Pete Dunn gives us the Pete Dunn shrug and then just kicks him in the fucking head. Yep. <laughs> Which is great. Um, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. I really don't. I don't so, either. So here's my concern with this. The only thing, the only reason I see you do this is if you don't intend for this group and or Lorcan and Birch to be a part of the new NXT. And this right. was how you write them off. You give them the title match so that there's no, oh my god, you didn't beat the actual champions for MSK. Mm-hmm. And then you write them off TV. Like this. And then they either go to the main roster or 205 Live or whatever the fuck you want, wherever you want to send them. But I, I get the impression they are not going to be part of the new NXT. Now I can't say I can't say that I 100% blame NXT for it because obviously they what else did they have to do in NXT? Yeah. You know, they've been champions as well. I just feel and like that group was so good together, and we barely got to see them together. Between yeah. Collins' injury and Birch's injury, I mean, it was pretty much yeah. done in Lorcan the whole time. Yeah. 
Well, we've had our our concerns about Oni in the past in terms of how how much longer is he going to be in WWE? Um, because obviously we talked about it before, where he doesn't have that look. You Probably know, probably until he finds his jacket. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, he's he's thirty five, you know, and yeah, he's he's not going to make it as a singles guy. You know, this team has been really good, but you know, he's been teaming with them for four years now. You know, mm-hmm. so you do have to kind of wonder of like, yeah, what what else are they going to do at this point? So, um, I I don't want to see him lose a job, obviously, because I I like Oni, uh, Danny Birch, I I like a lot as well. Um, maybe they turn Danny around. Danny Birch and say, will now be referred to on the show as Grandpa Underpants. By the way, yes. I I think I'd be fine if they had if they had the two of them move over to NXT UK, yeah. you know. Yeah, I can and, see that. And and I don't I don't know if Oni would want to do that or not, but you know at least there's that. Yeah, man, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens, but I'm um, I'm with you on that. It did kind of feel like <laughs> we're it, not it gonna like, fire him. We're yeah. just gonna stop paying him. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I don't know, but. Obviously, I think I think the age does have to play into it. You know, I mean, Birch is thirty nine, Lorcan is thirty five. It's it's not going to happen. They're not going to be main eventers. So you do have to kind of wonder if, like, you know, yes, they're they're good hands, but like you got a ton of those people. So right, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I won't be happy, but I also won't. Uh, I won't be surprised. Let's put it that way. You know, they should just uh, go to AEW. We'll I, and no, I mean, I I like them a lot, but there's first of all, there's a, a thousand tag teams over there. There's no way they get any fucking. Everybody should just go to AEW, Troy. That's true. Yes, yeah. Roman That's Reigns right. should just go to AEW. Well, at least I mean, at least that they would get more viewers. Probably. <laughs> but yeah. So um, I think I know the answer to this, but if if you get a, a little time. On, on your hands, and you wanted to go back and watch one match from the show, what would it be? I couldn't pick one. I really couldn't. Um, right. It's either the main event, it's Carmelo and, and Santos, or it's the opening contest with the women. Uh, all three of those matches, I think, really brought it this week. I can't pick just one of them. Okay. Hey, you know. This is an episode great. to watch. I mean, I think you, you, if you want good, solid in-ring action, top to bottom, this is this is the week of NXT you want to watch. For oh, sure. Catch the Johnny Gargano bachelor party segment anyway. So, really, just watch this episode. I don't know if it was because of the fact that this was like the 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 swan song for the black and gold brand or what, but yeah, it seemed like there was a lot put into this. Yeah, it's a really good episode. And yeah. I'm glad I didn't have spoilers and I could just enjoy it. Yeah, that was nice too. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have anything either, even though. Even though I didn't watch it until today, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we did not get um, how many people watched this match or how many people watched the show. We didn't get the ratings yet. To, yeah, for for this yeah. one, I was hoping to see a little bit of a bump for it because I I thought that this was really good. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens next week. Obviously, with the uh, with the big rebrand, but so far. You know, if if 
the rebrand is more of this, I'm fucking down for it. Right? If it's more heavy in the action with more force guys, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Alright, um, so I don't think I got anything else, really, that's, uh, that's going on. So, anything else for you? No, I think that's going to do it. Alright, well, let's just send us on home. Well, I guess that means we will NXT next week. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzer effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>